0: Good afternoon. <laughs> Hi. Ah, and welcome, welcome back. And thank you for coming back and joining me for Well Done Secret Seven. Now, because the chapters are quite short, um, I'm gonna read probably two each day. So um today we're on chapter five. Uh, So I'm going to do chapter five and six. Okay, Um, so we'll probably get through this book quite quickly, but that doesn't matter. Anyway, so chapter five is called Great Fun. All the seven really enjoyed themselves making the treehouse. It took them the whole of the morning. Placing the boards and roping them firmly in place was not quite as easy as they had thought it would be. The boards kept slipping about and had a most annoying habit of falling down the tree and having to be fetched up again. Every time one fell, Scamper barked to tell them. He probably thinks we don't notice when a board falls down, said Janet with a giggle. Oh dear, whose turn is it to climb down after that one? Look, it seems to me that it's a question of too many cooks spoiling the broth, said Jack. With all of us sitting about on the branches that we want to put the boards on, it's really difficult. So you girls get down to the lower branches. Go on, four of us up here are enough to rope down the boards. The girls climbed down a little, putting themselves the other side of the tree for safety. Oh, blow, there goes another cushion, said Pam. Well, it can wait. There'll be another board falling down in a minute too. So whoever gets that can get the cushion too. Oh, the boys had a fine old time putting the boards in place and roping them firmly to make a kind of platform. At last, they'd done the job really well. Quite safe now, said Jack, testing the platform by walking over it slowly. Nobody is going to slip down between two boards and no board is going to get out of place We've done a really good job. The girls came up and admired the platform. The cushion was rescued from the ground below. And soon the wooden platform looked quite cosy, set out with seven rather dirty flat cushions. The mugs, plates, drinks, biscuit tin and packets of chocolate were put into the convenient hole the rubber sheet was neatly tied to a branch ready to be spread over the cushions and platform when the seven left there said peter pleased our new headquarters meeting-place of the secret seven society sentinel on guard down below everything ready to tackle our next adventure if only it comes i don't mind if it doesn't said pam this is enough adventure for me Fancy having a tree house like this. Ah, here comes the wind. A gust blew strongly and the big tree rocked. The platform rocked too. Oh, lovely, said Janet as she felt the platform moving. I feel as if I'm on a ship now. That swaying feeling is just like being on a boat. It's half past twelve, said Peter. Let's have a biscuit and drink and go home. We can come back this afternoon. We'll bring books and a game and enjoy ourselves. It's funny how grown-ups don't like us to eat just before we have a meal. Just in case we can't eat our dinner or tea afterwards, said Janet, nibbling a biscuit. I could eat six of these super biscuits and still feel hungry for my lunch. Well, one is all you're going to have, said Peter, putting the lid on hastily. (laughs) If we eat six at a time, there soon won't be any left. A big tin like this ought to last us for ages. In the afternoon, they all went back to the tree house. Scamper took his place down below as Sentinel again. He seemed quite to understand and wagged his tail cheerily as one by one the Secret Seven went up the tree. The wind was stronger in the afternoon and it was very pleasant to feel the platform rocking. I quite expect to hear a splash of water, said Janet. It's so like a boat. I love it. They sat or lay about on the platform on their cushions, reading or talking, nibbling at some of George's chocolate. It was nice to hear the wind rustling the leaves around them and to feel the breeze in their hair. And then suddenly, Scamper began barking down below. "Woof, woof, 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 woof. ''What's up with Scamper?'' said Peter, and he peered cautiously down the tree. He heard a voice. ''Now then, what's up with you? Don't you come near me or my kitten?'' ''It's a boy,'' whispered Peter to the others, ''a dirty-looking boy. He's got a kitten cuddled into his neck. Scamper's leaping around him like anything. ''He won't hurt him.'' "'Whispered back George. "'I expect he's stopping him from climbing this tree. "'He may have thought the boy wanted to. "'Where's the kitten? Move over and let me see.' "'Peter wouldn't move over, so George gave him a shove. "'Peter clutched at one of the ropes that held a board, "'and his board tipped up. "'He almost shot headlong down the tree, "'but just stopped himself in time by clutching at a branch.' Pam squealed in fright. Peter gave a sharp nudge. Quiet, he hissed. Do you want our hiding place discovered on the very first day? The boy on the ground looked around, startled by Pam's squeal. He couldn't think where it had come from. Then he looked up the tree. I say, he called, anyone up there? Who is it? Nobody said a word. Ham held her breath until she thought she would burst. Peter glared at her. Is anyone up there? shouted the boy. I'm coming up to see. Peter gave a low groan. Oh, just what he had been afraid of. But Scamper had other ideas. What? Let a strange boy climb up the tree he was guarding? What nonsense! Scamper leapt at the boy, growling. He didn't mean to bite him or even to snap, but the boy didn't know that. He had just put up an arm to get hold of the lowest branch of the tree. He put it down in a hurry and faced Scamper. What's the matter? What are you so excited about? Get down! If you're after my kitten, you can think again. Get down, I say! But not until the boy had walked right away from the tree did Scamper stop leaping and barking. As soon as he saw that the stranger no longer meant to climb, Scamper became his own friendly self again, He placed himself between the tree and the boy and wagged his tail. I don't know why you won't let me climb that tree, but if you don't want me to, I won't, the seven heard the boy say. I can always come back when you're not here if I want to anyway. I'm going now. You frightened my poor little kitten to death. The seven heard the crackling of twigs and pine needles as the boy walked away. Scamper gave one bark of warning and then went back to his sentry box. Very pleased with himself. Indeed. (laughs) Ha! He was a fine sentinel. No one could climb that tree unless he let them. The seven said nothing until there was no further sound from down below. Pam spoke first. She looked as if she was going to cry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't shout. I thought you were going to fall down the tree, Peter, and I couldn't help squealing. Well, next time you squeal, you'll be turned out of the secret society, said Peter, giving away our marvellous tree house the very first day we make it. Pam went very red. I promise I won't do it again, she said in a small voice. Anyway, the boy is gone, so no harm's done. Thanks to Scamper, said Peter, still annoyed. And how do you know the boy won't come back when we're gone? Oh, he won't remember the tree, said Pam. Don't make such a fuss, Peter. I feel bad enough about it anyway. Have some more chocolate, said George, anxious to change the subject. He didn't want anyone to remind him that it was because of his violent shove. Peter had nearly fallen down the tree and so made Pam squeal. Thanks, said Peter and took some chocolate. So did everyone else and immediately felt better. They nibbled and talked about how marvellous Scamper was as a guard. I bet he's gone back to his sentry box and he's sitting up there as alert as can be, said Jack. I wish I had a dog like him. He's wonderful. I don't think that boy will come back, said Colin after a time. I think he was probably just having a walk through the woods with his kitten. Funny thing to take a kitten about when you go for a walk. Let's have a game of cards, said Pam. I've brought some. And what about a drink? I'm awfully thirsty. It really was fun up in the tree house. They drank orangeade, crunched up a chocolate biscuit each and played a rather tiresome game of cards. (laughs) The wind would keep flipping the cards off the platform and blowing them down the tree. I feel that dominoes would be better, said George at last. At least they wouldn't blow off so easily. Oh, dash, there goes one of my cards again. I'll bring some dominoes tomorrow. At five o'clock, it was time to go home. They put the cushions in a neat pile and tied the rubber sheet over them. They put everything else away into the tree hole. A small grey squirrel suddenly ran up a bough and looked at them in amazement. Hello, said Peter, how are you? And how's your family? Don't you dare rob our cubby hole. The squirrel chattered a little and then disappeared with a beautiful bound. Everyone laughed and Scamper heard them from the post below. He barked. All right, Scamper, we're coming, called Peter. And we'll bring you a biscuit for being such a good guard. Here we come. Chapter 6 Next Morning The next morning they all met at Peter's house again and went off to Windy Woods. Some of them had things to eat and Peter had the drinks again. Janet had a big book with her. She had promised to lend it to Colin for the day. Here's Daddy's book that I told you about. She said it's all about ships. Every single ship there is. I told you I'd bring it to show you, but Daddy says I've got to give it back to him in two or three days' time, so don't keep it too long. (gasps) Thanks, said Colin, and took it very pleased. He loved ships, and this was really a wonderful book. He knew he must be very careful with it indeed. Scamper trotted with them as usual. They came to Windy Woods and made their way to the tree. Scamper at once put himself into his sentry box and sat there. Serious and important. Woof, he said, and Janet patted him. Yes, we all know you'll be on guard, she said. Good dog. They all climbed up, Peter undid the rubber sheet from the cushions and spread them out over the platform. Just as he had finished, the girls gave a startled cry. Look! The lid of the biscuit tin is off and most of the biscuits are gone. We left quite a lot, but there are only a few here. And some of the chocolate we left is gone. And the lemonade bottle is empty too. It was half full. They all looked into the cubbyhole. Yep, the biscuits were certainly gone. The secret seven looked at one another. Then Janet spoke suddenly. Do you know what I think? I think it's that cheeky little squirrel. I bet he came after here after we'd gone, looked into our cubbyhole and he took out our things. Squirrels are very clever. But what about the lemonade? asked Peter doubtfully. Squirrels use their paws like monkeys, said Janet. We've seen them holding nuts in their paws and chewing them. I'm sure that squirrel would be clever enough to take the cork out of the bottle. I expect it emptied some of the lemonade out. It wouldn't like the taste. I can believe in a squirrel that takes a cork out of a bottle and even empties some of the lemonade out, said Peter. But... I can't somehow believe in a squirrel that puts the cork back again. I believe it's that boy. So do I, said George. But the others didn't. They were sure it was the squirrel. Anyway, don't let's worry, said Jack. We've got plenty of food today. If the squirrel likes a few biscuits and a bit of chocolate, he can have them. They'd been sensible that morning and had brought dominoes to play with. However, they could just as well have brought cards because there was no wind. The sun was not to be seen and the clouds were low. I hope it's not going to rain, said Colin, looking up. I believe it is. Well, we shan't feel it much hidden away in the middle of a thick oak tree, said Pam. I don't expect we'll get a single drop on our platform. When it did begin to rain and the drops pattered on the leaves, only one or two got through to their platform. But Colin was worried. I'd better put this ship book into the cubbyhole, he said. Hadn't I, Janet? Your father might be cross if it got wet. Ah, uh, Well, he would, said Janet. He's very careful about books. Put it at the back of the cubby hole. then it won't even get a drop. So the game was stopped while Colin tucked the big book away very carefully behind the little pile of food in a hole. The rain came down harder. It was rather fun to sit and listen to it pelting down on the leaves and yet hardly get a drop on the platform. By dinner time, the rain had stopped. We'd better make a dash for it now, said Peter, trying to peer through the branches to see if there was any blue sky. Now, what about our things? Do you suppose it's safe to leave them after some of the biscuits and chocolate have been taken? Oh, quite safe said Pam, horrified at the thought of dragging everything down the tree to take it home. If the squirrel, or whoever the thief was, didn't take the cushions or the mugs and things yesterday, it's not likely he will today. And we've only left a few biscuits. Right, said Peter. We'll just tie up the cushions in the rubber sheet and go. Scamper, we're coming. Woof! said Scamper, and they heard him leaping up at the tree trunk. He'd been very bored in his sentry box all by himself. They went down the tree carefully, because the rain had made parts of it rather slippery. Scamper gave them a most hilarious welcome. They all went off to their homes, and alas, nobody noticed that Colin wasn't carrying the book of ships. He had forgotten all about it and it wasn't, uh, it was, sorry, still tucked away in the cubbyhole halfway up the great big oak tree. <gasps> oh no, not good. We all know if we really, really take care of books, how awful that would be. Anyway... Tomorrow we'll read chapters 7 and 8 and see if he remembers about the book and what happens when if he does remember. Right, you all have the most magical day and the most adventurous day, seeing as we're reading Secret 7. <laughs> And I will see you all again tomorrow. But make sure most of all you take care and stay safe. Okay? See you later. Bye for now.